like it you could just tell it was like sketchy 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 so sketchy, sketchy. so sketch so sketch it got me looking into like dog racing and greyhounds yeah and even that like i wasn't even like aware of how bad that was no it's and then there's all- like corgi racing have you seen corgi <laughs> racing <laughs> Are they not (laughs) cared for well either? Here we are. Here we are. Happy Wednesday. Let's boop snoots. Let's boop snoots. Episode, is it episode 30? Is it episode episode 30? Episode 30. Holy moly. Look Holy at us. Holy moly. I know. Podcasting away and not even knowing it. <laughs> We're having so much fun. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. <laughs> and uh, we're uh, kicking off this week with a bit of a, well, it's, there's multiple uh, areas of this topic, but what we're going to talk about today is dog fighting. <laughs> so... Uh, I think Vero looked up some stuff on like the actual like like dog fighting, like the illegal stuff that goes on in the states and stuff like that. Whereas I was going to more talk about how to handle dog fights with your own dog at the park, stuff to look out for, that kind of stuff. But before we get started, I I know I always do this. I always like start <laughs> off with a little story that has nothing to do. That's with good. what we're talking about today, but I think I mentioned on the last episode that almost like every single one of my colleagues ha- are have gotten a puppy or are getting a puppy <laughs> very shortly. Like very soon. Like very, very soon. <laughs> so one of my colleagues who, um, I don't know whether she ever had a dog before, but I, I, well, she's not, I don't think she's very experienced, but anyways, her and her husband decided they were going to, they saw an ad for a rescue. Somebody had a dog. It was like a sheep, a doodle, like possible border collie. She had 12 puppies. They sent out an application and, uh, there was over 200 applicants. So she got an email back saying, oh no, we've chosen the successful candidates. And then, uh, lo and behold, a week later, people changed their minds and stuff. And literally the night before these people were like, would do you, are you still interested? And can you come pick up the puppy tomorrow? And she was like, yes. whoa, <laughs> she was like, yes, but we don't have anything. So can you give us a couple of days? They were like, sure, no problem. So last Friday, she oh my went to God. pick up her cute little puppy and his name oh. is Maverick and he's adorbs so lo and behold she calls me um the other night in a panic and what happened was it was in the evening where he has most of his energy and she decided to uh take him out in the backyard for a quick little romp around so he's running around in the snow it's very we had a huge snowfall like during the week and stuff so tons of snow around and when he was walking on the deck she didn't even see what happened but he must have slipped or something and he yelped super loud and then started to cry like nonstop. so she like panicked and thought like he broke his leg and she was like what do I do and I was like okay okay hold on I said like is he is he panting she said no I said what is he doing right now she said she's sleep he's sleeping on top of my husband and I was like okay <laughs> I said did you do a pat down like you would like at a vet visit like palpating palpating everything and she said yes I said did he cry or whimper anything like jerk around she said no I said so um puppies are very much like babies and they're like made their bones are made out of play-doh when they're young like they haven't even formed yet or connected even yet like into certain joints and stuff so they can take a pretty hard bounce and i would doubt that his leg is broken from like a slip on the deck he probably just 
pulled something or maybe it's something scared them or yeah. you don't know like it like puppies are new to all of their surroundings so I said you know just let him rest for the night and I bet you anything he'll be bouncing around like nothing ever happened tomorrow and then I also told her but he might be afraid of that part of your deck or the stairs or wherever it was that he fell so when he approaches that area and if he's scared of it just say no and make him like go there and stuff like that afterwards too so that you normalize like you know the deck since <laughs> since he lives there <laughs> yeah. and like you don't want him to you know start being afraid of things so I just thought I would mention that story as a little example of Pompeys and socializing. Pompeys! <laughs> and um, the little things for all the inexperienced people out there, they they cry and whimper at weird stuff because you're, they're learning their environment, right? It's just like kids, like being afraid of fireworks or, you know, the basement <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> the for, boogeyman. The boogeyman. So just, I just thought I'd share that story. Well, thank you. Well, Look at you giving advice. Welcome. I know. I said I'm like the, the Helga Milan at work. Haidushka <laughs> <laughs> Milan. Papi Haidushka Milan. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was telling my son that today. I said I, I said I was like the Haidushka Milan and I, and he was like, what are you talking about? I said like Caesar Milan. And I said he does that just and I kept like <laughs> poking at him and he was like, stop that. And I'm like, exactly. It works. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Very good. Mm -hmm. So, so let's do dog fighting time. Take it off. Yeah. Dog fighting. So I'm going to give you guys a little history lesson. Let's hear Fun it. Fun stuff. <laughs> dog fighting um, as a quotation mark sport. Mm -hmm. uh, can be traced back to 43 AD. So 43 after Jesus. What? Yeah. That far back? Yeah. That's crazy. When the Romans invaded Britain. Mm -hmm. um, bo both sides brought fighting dogs to war. Um, so the Romans won the war, but Britain had the most ferocious dogs in the battle. No way. So they won like... Yeah. Dog. Did you see did you see pictures? Uh no, I did not see pictures. See, because when when I was talking the other day about how like I may want a, a cane corso for my next dog, uh they're they're called Roman war dogs. And so Ooh. that's that's what won my husband over. He was like, Yes, we are getting a Roman war dog. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what would win against a cane corso. You know what? I think I might have seen like like painting like yes yeah of like the cane corso right yeah yeah with like the pointy ears yes yes um so britain had the more like more battle ready dogs mm -hmm. um and that created kind of like a canine market oh so the romans imported uh british fighting dogs for war and also for like public entertainment have you ever been to rome i have not you have not. Um, so there's the Colosseum in Rome, mm -hmm. which I visited and learned about, like how animals uh, like fought in the Colosseum. Mm -hmm. So these dogs uh, would face other animals like wild elephants. What? In the Colosseum. Yeah. Like they would just pit a different species against each other to see who yeah. would win? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
crazy. Cra that is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, when I went to see the Col Coliseum, um, you could see how they were kept like underground mm -hmm. and brought up to like surface. Yes. In cages. Yeah. yeah. And then they would open the cage. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was oh kind of like that. God. Oh Ooh. my god. So I wonder if you Google like dog versus like lion and like dog versus like horse. Wild and, like, elephant. <laughs> yes. And wild elephant. If it has, if I wonder if they there. kept track of like the battles. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to have to go to Rome and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should go right now. <laughs> I gotta be back for Saturday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so those dogs were exported to other countries such as France and Spain, and then eventually back to Britain. And in the 12th century, um, baiting was practiced um, and it was popular in England. So they released dogs into like this ring uh, with chained bulls and bears. So it was like bear baiting. So they would like release the dogs and watch this dog attack this bear or this bull. And I read, I read that this was also used for tenderizing the meat Ugh. because it would like, the biting would like tenderize the meat. Anyways, gross. And then in the 19th century, um, the increased cost and like scarcity of bulls and bears and the increased concern at that point of animal cruelty um, made this, this quotation mark, sport, <laughs> less appealing so that's when in 1935 all baiting activities were made illegal and from that emerged like the cheaper alternative um, and legal dog on dog combat hmm. um, so in 1935 and I believe it's in 1962 or 1992 um, that that became illegal in Canada so what, in the US dog fighting sorry dog fighting became illegal in Canada when 1962 I think oh wow in 1835 it like emerged the dog on dog combat mm -hmm. and in 1862 I believe or 1892 it became illegal in Canada okay however um, in the U.S. fighting dogs were imported before the civil war and crossbred crossbred to create the ultimate fierce canine fighter which breed Heidi Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the American Pitbull Terrier, which, um, so they took a bulldog and they bred it to a more like athletic type terrier. And that's where the name came from because before it was like, like the Coliseum, but now they were fighting in like a pit. So pit it became bull. the American oh Pitbull Terrier. And the Pitbull <sighs> became like the number one dog of choice um, for like the average family dog. Really? Also, yeah. There's um I was watching this documentary also, which I will talk about and is also depressing. I feel like I'm the like <laughs> depressing part of this podcast in the last couple like, of episodes. Did you ever see the movie Inside Out? You're like the sad girl that like nobody wants around. Oh yeah. Be like, and by the, the way, girl? some more some more depressing news, guys. <laughs> Next um, time I'll research the depressing stuff. <laughs> um, there's this Buster Buster Brown shoe commercial mm -hmm. and it's like shoes and there's like the sticker inside the shoe and it's like um, like a cartoon of like a girl and a pit bull mm -hmm. and there's like a little girl and a pit bull in the commercial oh 
yeah, so pit bulls were used for while well, they were family dogs and popular. Um, and then, but also popular <laughs> for public amusement and betting um, around the world. So the U.S., Europe, Asia, and Latin America. So dog-on-dog combat became popular in those areas. So in many states, it was outlawed, but it still continues with an estimate of like 40,000 people involved still, which is sad because they get these dogs. And I'll talk about um, like how they like train these dogs to become fighting dogs. Yeah. I don't want um, in the southern states, about 60% of dogs in animal shelters are pit bulls. So these are dogs that were like fighting dogs and um, they just like couldn't do it anymore. So like people just like they give up on them. them. Yeah. yeah, they Let abandon them, them um, in like houses outside, like tied to fences and just kind of left to left to die. Oh, God. Or it's like pit bulls that um, like there was like a takedown and police officers and like the yeah, humane society the rescued them mm-hmm. and now they're in shelters, but um, all of them, because they're bred to fight and they're like fight crazy. Mm-hmm. They're bred to like attack and kill other dogs. Most like most of them, if not like almost all of them get euthanized. Oh. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, this documentary said in LA only there's 200 pit bulls a day that are euthanized. No. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Who goes to watch this? Who wants to go and watch animals kill each other? It's one thing. So, like, I, like, there's so many people that can't even watch the Planet Earth series because they can't watch, like, a lion take down, like, a gazelle. I know. And that's, like, and that's like natural. But to, like, breed and, like, literally cage fight, like, yeah. animals against each other is, like, it's not, it's, that's not, that's not nature. So this documentary said that like blue collar people, lawyers, doctors come to these fight and like watch these fight and, and well and bet they bet on it because it's gambling. Gamble. That's why because it's the gambling aspect of it. Yeah, I guess you tie like another weird sort of culture like around it and people get involved that way. But like that's just so strange. But I guess it is one of those, like, culture things, like, people, like, it's almost like a bucket list, like, yeah, I want to see, like, you know, a dog fight, like, like a pit fight, or, you know, some people go to Mexico, and they want to see, like, cockfighting, like, (laughs) roosters against each other, and and, and even, like, even that, like, is unethical, and, like, I wouldn't, but, like, dogs is just, like, I don't know, maybe I'm being, like, a, a, a speciesist. (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'm discriminating against you know like but but even i don't know just putting two animals in in a in a place where you know that they're going to fight to the death um it ain't right i don't know it feels gross to me it is gross and this documentary like you see dogs fight in it and it's just like ugh. oh did you watch it like does it yeah like like literally tear each other apart yeah oh god yeah when do they do they stop it well like when when like it's literally not breathing anymore like how do you call the dog off of the dead dog like so dog fights can last from like five minutes to like five hours no yeah so there's a few ways that the fight ends Mm -hmm. so either they're both exhausted Mm -hmm. and they can't fight anymore and who do they declare the the winner the one with the least amount of i think it's like a judge's okay 
Yeah. And then there's the, so it's kind of like a boxing ring where like they take the two boxers in their own corner yeah. and like towel them off and all that. So they take both dogs to their own corner, towel them off. How do they get them? Do they have like lassoes or something? Not a lasso, but you know, like what they use for like a, like a loop, like a, yeah, I think like that's what they lead. did. But like, you see these dog fights and there's like humans in there. And like, I saw one of the fights, the dogs are fighting and the humans are like lying on the ground. What? Like encouraging them. Oh, it, well, it's, it's like they'll never bite. Training. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll never bite like a human. Yeah. Like they're super friendly with humans. Yeah. But then, yeah, so they, so if it looks like they're kind of like one's exhausted and the other one's still kind of like biting, but not really. So they'll separate the dogs, bring them to the corner mm-hmm. um, and then release them. And then both dogs have to like engage. So both dogs have to bite. Mm-hmm. And if one isn't, I think they have like 30 seconds or something like that yeah. to bite. And then if he doesn't, then the other dog wins. Okay. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Or they fight until one's like dead. And it's Aww. gross because there's like blood everywhere. it's like a ring or a box or whatever and you can see like on the sides there's like blood and how, ugh, it's just so how, gross how big is the ring is it like in comparison in comparison to let's say like a boxing ring is it much smaller yeah okay like yeah would you say like a quarter or half the size of like a human boxing ring i would say half the size Oh my God. So uh, sorry, I'm just doing a quick search here. Cause like when I looked up this before, like when you type in dog fighting on Google, it, t- it talks mostly about like the illegal stuff, but it is still legal in Japan and parts of Russia. Yeah. Which I guess I'm not too surprised about. I thought that it would be, yeah. And it says in the U it says legal or not dog fights are held openly in parts of Latin America, Pakistan, Eastern Europe, and in the U S yeah. I thought, I thought Mexico would have been like a big place for it too. But probably is. Mexico, yeah. Um, there's the... And it is a I felony. Thought... It is a felony, folks. It, it is. is a fel- felony it, to be it... a participator or a spectator. Yes. 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 So don't even think about it. Don't Let's even think about it. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the Humane Society of the U.S. So it's an organization that takes on the biggest fights for animal across the country so things like ending cosmetic animal testing banning trophy hunting stopping puppy mills ending dog meat which is like something else that we should talk about on another episode i'll research Um, the dog meat industry I'll give you a break, Beryl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also ending animal fighting. So they're very involved in that. Yeah. During the documentary, um, you see them breaking in, no, doing like a takedown. Yeah. Um, and there's all like these pit bulls. There's about maybe like eight of them tied outside. Some of them are like indoors in cages. When they and do a they... takedown, it, does it legit look like a SWAT team? They must be like fully garbed. Because yeah. You don't want to get bit by... Like and then there's like there's like a few individuals in handcuffs on the ground on the front mm-hmm. yard oh yeah <laughs> yeah good so yeah but then they take these dogs to shelters right yeah and you can see these dogs have like scars on their faces oh my god oh like their legs their torso oh 
Oh, and they're like, some of them are like infected. Oh, I don't it's like. like. Oh, it's so sad. I don't like it. So the documentary that I watch that I don't recommend that you watch, <laughs> but if you want to, it's called Off the Chain. They have this guy who's like a he does dog fighting with his dogs. Um, so he's wearing like sunglasses. Um, you can't see his face in the documentary. Mm-hmm. So he he gets this new dog. I think he calls it like her his black dog or little black dog. And he does what he calls a eight week keep. So it's two weeks. He calls that the pre-keep. And then six weeks of conditioning. So the first two weeks, he's talking about like how the puppy until he gets to match age with which I believe is about two years old, mm-hmm. costs about like $1,500 to $3,000 for those two years. And you can see this guy preparing this dog's food. He has like kibble and then I, he pumps something in it. I don't know if it's just water. I, you I would think it, that he would just take it from the tap if it was just water. But I wonder if it's like steroids or something to make them super muscular. Maybe. Well, I'll water. talk about that in like... Yeah. Um, and then he puts this supplement called RF1 supplement that's given to like athletic dogs and like hardworking dogs that are prepping for like events. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like racing maybe. Yeah. Or whatever. What yeah, it's like a supplement. I tried to see what was on the bag and research it, but I couldn't see from the images like what was on the bag. Um, I think it's like immune system stuff. Um, and then he, he does what he calls a rolling. So he lets the dog um, hit another dog for five minutes to see where their heart is at. So I think it's like two dogs that are kind of like maybe at the same stage. I don't know if one is tied up. He didn't go into details, but I think they just like let the dog loose and see what it does with the other dog. So apparently they do rolling for about three times to see how the dog reacts and then they get the dog off the chain what they call like otc so and then off the chain so i guess they are chained up while they do that and then they get off the chain and then they do a match with another dog that's just off the chain to see if they have those like fighting instincts um, and the game and like the will to stay in the box so they show these two dogs in a box and one goes like after the other dog and the other dog is just like trying to get out like let me out of the box and like stop biting me and like get me out so they take the dog like out of the box and it's just like this dog like does not like want to fight yeah yeah Um, so do they take that one and like ditch it somewhere probably like if it never wants to fight probably and then they do so that's what they call like the game test also to see if the dog is ready for competition yeah and then they go into the conditioning phase so they that takes about like two weeks and then the conditioning phase where they do jaw exercises swimming they put the dogs on the treadmill and that's when he says some people give their dogs steroids and he says um you need to be really careful with steroids because after the dog fight, dogs on steroids have a harder time recovering from their injuries. And as he's talking about this, he's preparing this syringe 
with Telazol, which is a veterinary anesthetic agent. And he gives it to his little black dog to knock him out or knock her out. I think it's a female. Knock her out. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> this is awful. He puts this device in her mouth to keep her like mouth open. Mm-hmm. And he takes a Dremel and sharpens her teeth. No. Yes. No. No. I'm just like, what? Oh, anyways. Okay. okay, wait. Can I can I just chime in for a quick sec here? <laughs> yes. So while you were chatting, I, I Googled RF1 to see what it was in. And it has taken me to a what's called a game dog forum mm. where there's a disclaimer as soon as you open it up. And it says, you are currently viewing our forum as a guest which gives you limited access to view most discussions and access our other features. By joining our free community, you will have access to post topics, communicate privately with other members, respond to polls, upload content, and access many other special features. And so you scroll down and it's all pitbull. So you know this is like a dog fighting forum. Yeah. Clearly it is. <laughs> and because oh. I Googled RF1, like somebody's like, hey, does anybody have the recommended feed dosage for RF1? And it is. It's like a nutrient rich it it's it's like uh all the muscle dudes heading into popeyes for their like uh protein uh yeah for their way for their <laughs> get out of my way powder. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways and uh, like it took me to a forum where someone said hey do you have the recommended dosage and one person's like yeah it's one scoop for maintenance and two scoops for keep there you go keep so the two-week oh oh gross this grosses me out ooh off the dog fighting forum I go off 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 of the dog fighting forum <laughs> back to the off the chain <laughs> documentary <laughs> um, and then they weigh the dog I don't yeah. know if it's like UFC it's yeah. like you have to get weighed weight like weight categories like fifteen yeah. to yeah oh god oh god and then the dogs fight and then. The owners themselves like provide veterinary care. So you see this guy like tending to his dog's wounds after he's like starting IVs. Um, he started an IV and then he like suctioned it, I guess, to see if he was like in the vein. Oh, God. I'm just like, oh, and he's giving antibiotics and ringer's lactate oh. to his dog. And yeah, it's just how, awful. How, lo- how long is this documentary? 50 minutes. I didn't watch it all because so, I was just like, I just can't. This can't is what I this. don't understand. And maybe it's because I don't have a lot of knowledge around the law. But here they are filming this documentary about dog fighting, which is a felony. So how are these people not arrested? Did, do they talk about Michael Vick at all during the documentary? No. Do you, do you I don't remember? think so. Do I don't remem- know. Do you remember him? No. So The he name was, rings a bell. So he's a professional boxer. And he was running a dog fighting ring, I think, oh. and got arrested for it or something like that. I forget what happened with it. I don't know if he was actually arrested. Uh, again, I don't, I very, very vaguely remember it, but he was like dragged through the media for that because it's animal cruelty. At the yeah. end of the day, it's animal cruelty, folks. Nobody um, li- I think it's hard to get in because they're so closely knit. Yeah. I think it's hard to get in and yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. so disturbing and gross and yeah. like what are people thinking and this guy was just so like because so he money, was comparing thought- it to boxing yeah and he's like it's the same thing those boxers are there because that's what it, they want to do 
and those dogs are in that box because they want to fight. No, and it's like, that, no, no, they, they don't you're want not to giving fight. them you a conditioned. choice. You condition <laughs> yeah. them to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's not the same, but you see the, re the reason why the, what people are thinking is money. So if you get mm -hmm. into it, it's all about profit. So if you learn, learn how to manage your dogs and, and get the beefiest beefcake to fight or whatever, and you're winning the fights and you're running the gambling scene too, it's like running a casino. Anything yeah. that involves like underground money like that is sketch, no matter how you look yep. at it. It is sketchy. Yep. It's they did another takedown and they, yeah, they found yeah. like $500,000 drugs, drugs no doubt. Oh, for guns. sure. Oh yeah. It it's all like, goes together. It all like all those crazy, like weird underground stuff. Like I remember, so my husband and I used to work at this camp close by to our city and there was this guy who owned a casino and he would come and drop off his four kids for the summer and literally hand us a briefcase full of cash and say, uh, and, and, you, and you wouldn't be able to get a hold of them after that. And his kids were wow. like totally misbehaved and they were nightmare children. And the camp ended up refusing to take them anymore because the, and when the dad would come the odd visiting day with like clearly like a prostitute with him. And oh, like, wow. it, it was just like, it was a sketchy family. Those kids, like the stuff that they did and they like it, you could just tell it was like sketchy, 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 sketchy. So sketchy. sketchy. So sketch. So sketch. It got me looking into like dog racing and greyhounds. Yeah. And even that, like I wasn't even like aware of how bad that was. No, it's. And then there's like all... corgi racing. Have you seen corgi <laughs> racing? <laughs> My, there Are was they a... not <laughs> cared for well either? <laughs> so my sister has a a dashhund, a wiener dog, and she now has a corgi, right? And right before COVID hit, the summer before COVID hit, there was um, an event here in Ottawa, and it was corgi and wiener racing. <laughs> she was like, what are the chances? Like, it was both of them. And it was just like a fun family day event where you could come and enter your dogs and like you would raise them like in this field or whatever. But um Sounds like there might be a sketchier side to that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they, they get the kids in on it while they're young and like <laughs> lure them into the underground corgi racing world. <laughs> Where the queen like rules the corgi yeah. racing. <laughs> <laughs> she is the grandmaster. <laughs> That's what's kept the royals in business this whole time. <laughs> oh my God, that is so oh. funny. That is so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh. That's what I have for dog fighting. Sorry okay. for ruining yet another of your <laughs> days. <laughs> All right. So my part that I'll just touch upon quickly here is just talking about, like, now not in the illegal context, but <laughs> in the general owning a dog-like context. So I feel like... People get dogs, like a dog is almost like, like, uh, it, well, it is like children to some people. People are excited about their dogs. Some people like baby their dogs. They pamper their dogs. Some people get like, you know, these incredible breeds that are beautiful and gorgeous. And people are proud of their dogs generally. And everybody thinks that their dog is the cutest and the bestest and the everything. And they want everyone to know it. So out you go into public and with your dog and, you know, 
I'm, I'm not gonna lie I take Gibbon to the dog park and like just even yesterday I took him to the dog park Bruce Pitt and we were going for a walk and every person he goes up to they're like oh my god you're so gorgeous <laughs> you're and he's so like, cute <laughs> and he's like he knows it he goes up to them so gently I'm so proud of him because there was like other puppies there that were like jumping and biting at my coat like and I, I don't mind because they're young pups right but Gibbon is just so like he goes up to them and he's like tell me how beautiful I am <laughs> hey there hey you hey you tell me how hey beautiful you. i am and they do anyways and it's very satisfying because you know that your dog's the cutest i know that my dog's the cutest <laughs> Heidi, i think my dog's the cutest well you don't have a dog yet so <laughs> we can we can have a cute contest we can have a little uh a little strut through bruce pit but um so people take them out and people enjoy and they think like, and watching dogs play is a really joyous thing. It really, really is. It truly and honestly is. But here are the things that you need to know when you're socializing your dog with other dogs. Um, you really need to know their body language. You need to understand body language. And I told this story before and I'll tell it again. A close friend of ours had a great Dane. And when I got uh, Gibbs and once he had his vaccinations and stuff she was like bring them over and they can have a little play date together so I would bring them over to their place and it was like a mini me like a Weimaraner kind of looks like a mini me Great Dane in, <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah and they would romp around and have like the most fun but you see like you see the the bouncing back and forth and sometimes they make noises that sound like fighting but what you're looking for is like the bounciness of it the tails are wagging they're engaging with one another you know the jump back and forth pause out and the the bowing down that's like yeah. let's play those yes. are all like dog body language of yeah let's play and we're having a good time together but but as they wrestle and stuff and they're flopping their heads back around and they're biting at each other's necks and, and their legs and stuff like that, they make like aggressive sounds. Like they're like, nah, yeah. rah, 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 and like, and then like they jump back and forth and chase each other around. And sometimes it could, it sounds aggressive, but it's the body language that you're looking at and all those things yeah. that I just mentioned. So here I am at my friend's house. The dogs are romping around in the living room. We were, would sit there and sip coffee as if it was like a television show. Like I could literally watch <laughs> that for hours. It's like so satisfying to watch dogs having like a good time together. So my friend's son was upstairs sleeping and he came down and he was like, he, he panicked. Like he was like, no, 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 no. What's going on? What's going on? No, Aww. don't let them like. And, and he was panicked because he thought that they were fighting. And we were like, no, 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 no. It's okay. They're playing. This is how dogs play. But for people who don't see it and don't understand their own dog, even, even know how to read their own dog's body language, it can look very aggressive. Yeah. So you know, you, you need to watch out for those things. The other thing that you need to be very cognizant of, and I probably should have mentioned this first even, is how to properly introduce dogs to one another. So again, people go out to, to do the strut down the street with their brand new dog. My dog's so cute. Everybody's going to see my dog walking down the street. We're going to stop and everybody's going to want to pet him, And this is going to be awesome. And um, that's fine. Like I let people like I would stop and let people pet pet Gibbon and but not everybody feels the same way about that because um and it depends on what you're doing if you're in the middle of a training session and you're wanting him to walk on leash with you you don't want to stop and have people touching him and petting yeah. him and stuff because you're asking him to concentrate so now you're not being fair to the dog the other thing is is like um 
you just need to get to know your own dog's personality. It's just like people. There's some people who are very touchy feely. I am one of those people. <laughs> and there's people <laughs> who wish not to be touched. They do not want you to touch them. They don't want you to hug. They don't even want to shake your hand. They don't want you even standing close, close to them. There's some, some people who need their personal space because they're just not the touchy feely. And it's the same with animals animals on the whole mm -hmm. but dogs especially but even humans not you're not gonna like everybody right and, well as and, a human and, and that's the thing too so people think like oh well it's dogs and they're all gonna go and play together but like if you put like if you go to a dog park where let's say is like a fenced in area of let's say the size of like a soccer field you will start to see the dynamics right away there's like the police dog that breaks up all the fun there's like the ball stealer that's going to come and steal your ball like no matter what and then there's like the one that's obsessive about their ball and if you steal their ball they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get pissed and then lo and behold you got yourself a dog fight and then there's just some who like like again like the the poem i read the other week there about dogs sniffing each other's bums so yeah they walk up to each other they have a they have a sniff at each other and again you really have to watch the body language shortly after that that's like a greeting and that's your moment where it's like okay where are we going next from here because if they start the bowing and the, or the tail starts wagging and then they start the chasing around and the romping and the then like you're good to go but if you see the hackles come up the tail go down and of course like it's it's the one that i would hope everybody would recognize is we call it the elvis presley the lifting of the lip and the bearing of the yes. teeth you, you need to get your dog out of there quick because you're, you're gonna have an altercation so i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the first meeting each other and like people versus like do dogs and stuff like that too like so my dogs were always friendly with people for the, for the most, but, but you never know again. So even as like, if you were walking down the street without your dog and you see somebody coming and you're like, Oh my God, Pompey! <laughs> and you want to, <laughs> and you want to pet it, right? Like I want to pet everybody's dog. I uh, becoming like, and, and training with my friend, Michelle has made me a lot more cognizant of my behavior around dogs too. I don't go and touch or pet anybody's dog without their permission first. Yeah. And if I can see that they are actively working or training on something, I am not even going to acknowledge the dog or say anything, anything at all. And um, that's hard for people because we're impulsive beings and you see a puppy and you think it's cute and that it's for petting, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. It's and people not think necessarily... that owners want people to tell them how cute their puppy is. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes I do like when I'm walking through Bruce Pitt and I see like a beautiful dog, I'll just say, what a cutie, like as they walk by and they're mm -hmm. like, thank you and stuff like that. But you know, you don't stop or get down or get in their face and grab it and stuff like that. Because number one, you don't know the dog. Number two, like you have no idea what that dog's personality is. It could be a rescue. And if I get down in its face, it's going to bite me. Like, that's one thing. Like, what I took my dogs out yesterday. It was a beautiful winter day. It was, like, warmish outside. We thought we weren't even going to get a parking spot at, at, at Bruce Pitt, the dog oh, park. Oh, yeah. But we showed up, and it was fairly busy. Mostly people were on the tobogganing hills. But one thing that I could not believe is that people were bringing their kids on sleds, like, dragging their kids on a sled through the dog park. Oh, like, wow. I saw, like, three or four families. And I'm like do you want your kids to get like bit by a dog like that's not the place to take your kid for a sled no. ride around a dog i would never 
No. One thing in a baby stroller where they're covered up and the dog can't see or whatever, and then you can go, yeah. like, that's, like, a bit more. But I'm talking on the ground at dog level, dragging them, like, on a toboggan or a sleigh of some kind through the dog park. Gee. I was like, ooh, you guys are brave. And that's the other thing is, like, people letting their kids run around and touch whatever dog, like, walks by. Mm -hmm. Again, you're asking for, for, for trouble, man. Don't, like, and you're going to get a variety of different opinions on this. But if you're not, if there's people just like with kids, like I know I, I always say not to humanize your dog, but sometimes there are comparisons. Like, are you going to let your kid just wander around wherever doing whatever they want? I mean, I don't, but some people do. Some people don't watch yeah. their kids or they're not paying attention and their kids are doing whatever. And it's the same with dogs. Some, some people watch their dog and, and have them recall trained really well and they keep their dog close by and they're very cognizant of where their dog is and what their dog is doing. And it's, it's just like me and Becky. So uh, I know Becky, there's a 50-50 chance whether she, like she does not tolerate as she used to she used to be super submissive and she would sniff and play with whoever came along she's older now and her patience is gone so i there's lots of different options available to you number one don't go to the dog park yeah number two use an assistive device of some kind so for me it's the e-collar belly be belly becky is impeccably trained on the e-collar and Becky is no further than 10 feet away from me when we walk through Bruce Pitt. And when a dog comes, approaches her to sniff her butt, I say, Becky, here. And she's up, she comes right back to my side and I keep her close to me. So if a dog continues yeah. to piss her off, I shoo the dog away. So I'm advocating for my dog and I'm keeping yeah. her safe so that she doesn't snap at anybody. And I, and I have... 100% control. Now, if a dog comes out of nowhere and bites her, which is a possibility, they're animals and they're instinctive animals. I mean, that's like out of my control, but like, is, is the risk there? Yes. How big is it? I would say not very big. Yeah. And, and as long as she's at my side, at least I have more and more control over it. I mean, that could happen on the street. It could happen. If she was on the leash. Exactly. Yeah. Walking around the block. Um, and who knows? And that's another thing is like, I've sort of jumped around so, to, to so many different topics. Now. I wish I did this <laughs> a little bit more systematically. But when you're walking your dog on a leash through your neighborhood, and you see somebody coming with another dog, uh, they'll say, Oh, is your dog friendly? Like, can we say hi? I, I used to be this way. And I'd be like, Yep, yeah, no problem. And like, you let them say hi in the leash. You ask Jeff Gelman if you should be saying hi on leash. Uh, it's it's no. You ask any experienced dog trainer, should you be meeting yeah. and introducing dogs on leash? The answer is no every time. And it's because you're, it's, it's like us humans meeting in straight jackets <laughs> where it's like you, you're restricted. So you're pulling them back. So it's almost mm -hmm. like you're, you're cornering the dog in a sense. And if they don't like each other, now they start fighting and now the leashes are entangled and now you have owners reaching in to try to break it up and um, people are going to get bit. Dogs are going to get bit humans are going to get bit. You never know. So the ideal way to introduce two dogs to one another is find a space with just the two of them, whether it's in your house, in the living room, and you bring the dog in, you sort of control the other one as much as you can, or in the backyard where there's space for them to run around, and then you watch yeah. them and see how they do. And um, dog parks, dog fights happen there all the time. I've seen them. 
and yeah. Scra- Scraps was attacked by one guy once. I think I told you about that when he was yeah. old, older, same thing, especially as dogs get older, you really need to advocate for, because they're no longer that friendly little dog that just wants to play with like the new pup. They want nothing to do with those guys. So when they're like the, the puppies are coming over and sniffing at their butts and sniffing at their faces and stuff, they're like your older dog is probably going to snap at them. And then depending on who makes the first aggressive move, it either escalates or like one dog submits and like runs away. But if you get an escalator, there you have yourself a dog fight. Yeah. So don't introduce on leash, find like a common ground, observe body language big time. Um, Again, no, uh, if you're training, make it about the training and if people come up to you and say oh my god he's so cute can i pet your dog you could just say oh i'm so sorry we're training right now so i, I um maybe another time it's okay to say no to people you don't want to be it that is. person or you don't want them to think that you're crazy or whatever but just say sorry this is t- actually taking a lot of work and i'm just we're just in the middle of training right now or get a vest like like just yeah. like um uh, when Michelle and I traveled to New Orleans together and Nikita came with us on the plane and stuff, she like there was a vest training. that said, no touchy. <laughs> There's one that said, like, <laughs> don't touch the owner may, ba- may bite. <laughs> she, had, she had all these different patches all over the vest that clearly stated, don't touch my dog. Like, it's requiring an incredible amount of focus for her to do yep. this. And people don't get that. So and I think there's stuff that you, there's like a thing that you can slip on the leash Mm-hmm. So that if you don't want to get a vest that says yes. like in training yes you can like yeah. flash that and be like neat yeah sorry like, don't even ask <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and um it, and it's hard especially with kids and stuff and you just be nice about it oh no sorry i i, I really love to but we're actually training right now and it's requiring a lot of his focus right now so it will like ruin like all of the work that we're doing or you know what i mean just you know, you don't have to be an asshole about it and be like, no, get away, get away from me. But, um, <laughs> Batouche. but a lot of people just think that dogs just happen and you get a dog and everything's perfect and you feed them and they're cute and, and they don't pee or poop in your house and they don't bite anybody or, and they don't, <laughs> but it, it doesn't, it's a lot of work. And that's what I think a lot of people still don't understand. And a lot of people don't understand how to read the body language. And a lot of people don't understand, like, like people, even with people, are not understanding of each other. Like if you yeah. come into work in the morning and you say good morning and someone goes and like walks by, they you you think oh you're you're a jerk and you like walk away. But very few people think oh my god they must have had like a really rough night or there must be something going on or they must be upset about something. And it's the same with dogs. Like you don't know whether that's a rescue and it's hard enough for them to be walking around the block, let alone with you in their face and and touching them and petting yeah. them and grabbing at them you know so um be cognizant of yourself around other dogs too and then the last thing that i will say and vero and i were talking talking about it is how to break up a dog fight Mm -hmm. so people your instinct is to reach in there do not reach in there (laughs) you want to try to you want and you could you could stand there and wait until you have an opportunity to grab the collar and and pull back um you can try that but again a lot of times people get bit trying to break up a dog fight because you think like if you're grabbing they are in 100 percent instinctive mode and and if you're grabbing them they're gonna think it's harm and they're gonna turn around and their your own dog will bite you out of sheer instinct 
So oh, they're going to think, um, like if you're pulling dog. on the collar, they're mm -hmm. going to think it's the other dog and they're going to latch on even more strongly yes. to the other dog yes. and cause even more damage. Yes. So if you're trying to pull them apart, mm -hmm. um, it might be pulling on the other dog's skin. Yeah. So Vero had read somewhere that you can grab the hind legs and pull them and pull them like around in a circle so that they're not still facing that dog. Try to pull them around in like a semicircle so that now they're facing a different direction because you need them not looking at that dog or focused on that dog anymore. Yeah, they need to snap out of that. Like snap like them tunnel out of vision. it. Snap out of it, doggy. Snap. And um, again, if you have an e-collar, obviously you pull it up full blast and give them a zap to again you're trying to hey wake up out of there <laughs> no you know <laughs> uh another thing vero you mentioned is reaching and the scruff like right on top of the tail eh and lifting yeah. them up lifting them up and if that doesn't work then you kind of twist and that works like pretty much all of the time except if the hind leg doesn't yeah. work but then as soon as you grab the dog from behind you really need to be careful because that dog might it's think gonna, that it's another dog exactly, and, and might turn around and bite you. Whip around and give you. So I would make it a quick motion. Like, cause again, you're trying to slap them out of it. So a quick, yes. like grab the legs and yank them or do that quick grab, twist, pull up motion and, and let go. And there's go. videos. There's like YouTube videos on this. Yes. Um, yeah, and it works better with two individuals. So as soon as you like lift the legs and pull the dog off, it might take a few seconds before they release. Yeah. Uh, you want somebody to take the other dog away. Yes. And you want to like, like you said, turn that dog in a circle so that it's facing a the other direction. direction. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I will say just as um, uh, something that you can do to prevent this. Um, I never heard about this before until my mother-in-law did some training with her dog, but there's a command that people will teach their dog and it's basically like a danger command. So you can do it as a puppy um, when they're, when they're a puppy. So you say something like um, you choose your word for whatever it is, whether it's danger, fire, like choose any word. So let's say it's like fire. So you teach, you yell fire loud, like super loud, like you go fire. And when they come to you, you give them like loads of treats. Like you spill a bunch of kibble on the floor. So they're like, oh my God, you know what I mean? So, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a, it's like a jackpot of like food or whatever reward it is that you're giving okay. them. So that like you condition them that, and you use that only in like dire circumstances. So if they are running into the road, in front of a car you say Ooh. fire and 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 so that it, it trains them to run back to you immediately because they think they're going to get like a boatload Ooh, of trees that's cool that's yeah that's that's another thing um and again like like i said that it's that's what the e-collar is good for i'm a fan of the e-collar but again not everybody is but um it's pretty good for dangerous situations and i haven't i've never had to crank my e-collar up yet on on becky like, like I said, having her trained on it and it still allows me to take her to the park because yeah. I, I can, she, when I say Becky here, she's literally at the side of my leg, like right next to me. She comes like uh, right away. She stands right next to me and now I, I keep her. So like, uh, I know no dog's going to bother her or now at least she's close to me so I can protect her from other dogs. I can say no, no, no to the other dog and like 
shoo them away or stand in between them. And usually the other owner takes the hint by that point and they're like, hey, you know, spot, come here, buddy. <laughs> like, let's go. And then like you continue <laughs> yeah. on like walking past each other. You know what I mean? So yeah, those are just some uh, some helpful tips and tricks yes. for the doggo fights. And if you find, if there's a dog within your family, so this is, sorry, I, I, I swear I'll stop talking after this. <laughs> no, it's okay. So my mother-in-law has a mini, a mini doodle, a mini golden Ooh. doodle, Gracie. And um, her son, my brother-in-law, had a husky named Kraken. And when they, <laughs> when they, and he was the Kraken man, he was a destructive dog and Let's he's a lot Kraken. better now, but he, uh, when they first met in the backyard, uh, Gracie did not like the Kraken. <laughs> like, and he was Aww. a pup and he was bouncing around and Gracie played with Gibbon. It wasn't even like a size difference or anything like that. But for whatever reason, she would get super like, like, like when he came around to play and she didn't like it. So, um, my brother-in-law since got another dog, uh, a Bernese mountain dog, that's a pup still. And the Kraken has really calmed down and become like a father figure like to Ooh. the new pup. And so my mother-in-law was asking me uh, the other week, she was saying, I tried bringing Gracie over to their house. She has no problem with the Bernese mountain dog. They are having fun and romping around. She still can't like acclimate to the Kraken. So and like they were trying to put the two of them together and then they took the Bernese mountain dog away so that it could just be those two and they could like focus on it. And, and, and like they, when they started to romp and Gracie got a little bit like, like um, my brother-in-law was saying like, she was wanting to pick up Gracie, like pick her up. Her instinct was to pick her up and protect her and stuff like that. And my brother-in-law was saying, no, let them like work it out, let them work it yeah. out or whatever. And it could just be that he was a bit bigger for her or whatever. So I talked her through it and said, it could have been the size difference initially. And now she has just that relationship with the Kraken. I said, but yeah, watch them play, but you're watching for the body language. And if, yeah. and, and, and pl if you play for five minutes and it's good, be like, good, Gracie, good, Gracie. And then end it on that note. So like, she knows like she had a good time and it was good. And yeah. now you can come back and try for a bit longer reward. And if Kraken is literally bouncing around with the tail wagging coming at her and she gets like, um, tail between the legs and uh, you can say uh-uh correct it say uh-uh Gracie no yeah and I said and so try those things moving forward but if you're not getting anywhere guess what the dogs don't like each other yeah that's <laughs> they're just non it. they're non-compatible just like <laughs> me and some people and just like you and some people and just like not everybody gets along period yeah. so they can't be together end of the end of the story don't force it Crack. Try it. The Kraken. I like it. Yas. And that's that. And that's that for today. Thank you for listening to Let's Boop Snoots. We're going to Let's Boop Snoots next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.